Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. And I just realised I sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire right at the beginning there. <laughs> what the hell's going on with me today? It's been a long day. The heat is out. It's summer. I am not feeling it at all. Scot- Scottish people in the, ho- the heat and the sun is not a good combination. But we plod on, guys. We plod on. So, my guest today is Sheila Logan. Sheila is the creator and host of the Messy Backend podcast, available on all major podcast platforms. She is a founder and speaker of Lock uh, Lock and Load Marketing and also the founder of Yes Women's Network. I had such a good time talking to Sheila on this. Uh, we had such great fun. Sheila has is incredibly talented, great wit, and she'll tell you all about... You, you can see this, in the, you can hear it in the podcast, to be honest. She's got great stuff happening. She's got a radio show going on now, and she's just been set up for a TV show. So, great things are happening for Sheila, and I had a really good time on this one. So, guys, without further ado, please welcome the extremely talented, incredibly funny, Sheila Logan. I don't know why I instigate Say what I don't mean I don't know how I And we're live. Sheila, how you doing? Good. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've been outside in the garden the past few weeks, or the past few days, actually. Um, I've got... Uh, it's my birthday. It's my 21st this uh, Saturday. Um, oh, happy birthday. I know. I, I am 21. I've just had a hard day. I can tell around. that. <laughs> so um, I've organized a party around mine because... Well, this kind of COVID stuff and all that sort of um, social distancing, people are a bit dodgy about going out and celebrating in the pubs and the clubs and stuff. So I was like, right, let's do a party around mine. But I realized that my back garden looks like Jurassic Park <laughs> and uh, I really need to get it going. So it's myself and the other half, she's helping me out doing it. And we've just basically blitzed it. And oh my God, it's taken, I'm starting to, you know, these like kind of reality shows that you get, they have to get them done within a certain time. I'm starting to feel the pressure like that. It's like, I've got three days to do it. I've got no barbecue. I've not got anything like that. And I'm just like, oh my God. So yeah, so it's, it's getting there. So I've, got, I've been up to date with that. So hopefully, hopefully the garden will look good for Saturday. Yeah, well, I know, I know about there in Britain, but here in the US, they have, all the stores have these circles on the ground to make sure you know how far six feet is. Yeah, we've got So make too. sure you put those circles in your backyard so everybody can social distance in your backyard. <laughs> do you know what I've got? I've came out because I've got the back gate and you can walk in the side of the house and what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a table there and I'm going to make sure like, I'm going to just litter it with like anti-back and masks just in case. Because <laughs> right. you know, just, just in case that people get a bit funny. And uh, also I'm going to put a bell on there just to kind of, so when they come in, they have to announce themselves like a big, like kind of rings. They have to go ding, 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 and then go announce themselves. So, um, yeah, people can be strange. People, you get some strange hypochondriatic people still about, which is fair enough, which is understandable, but you don't need to be going crazy. Because we've just had mandatory masks over here. I don't know what you like over here. We've got mandatory masks in shops only. So, um it's a nightmare when you go to the shop and you forget it and then you go up to them and they say, yeah, you can come in, but you have to spend five pounds for one. You're like, what? You're a laugh, aren't you? I want to spend a fiver. I've got one at home. So you have to walk all the way back home and get it. Yeah, same here. It's like first world problems, isn't it? it well, it is, but it's a, it's a whole world <laughs> problem right now. You can't yeah, even go anywhere. Exactly. Like I went to North Carolina over the weekend and we had to wear masks from the time that we got on the shuttle until we got off the, you know, to the rental car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like seven to eight hours is ridiculous. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. 
So, Sheila, how's the podcast getting on? I've, the podcast is doing great. Thank you. It's so I've much caught, fun. I've caught up with a few episodes on it, and it's really entertaining. So it's, it's really good fun. So, guys, if you're listening, catch up with it. It's really good. It's not yourself. It's, you've got a co-host as well, haven't you? Yeah, Nate Tucker is my co-host. He's about, he's a 30-year-old little kid who has had some life difficulties, but he is as funny as they come. And so he, we just kind of feed off each other so we can keep each other laughing. And then if our guest happens to be a little bit not so funny, we make up for it by laughing at each other. So that's, it's pretty cool. We have a fun time. That's great. That's great. The one that did make, made me laugh was the accent because uh, it's the, the <laughs> accent for yourself. And I should really, we should put a disclaimer when we release this, to be honest, because we've got like two strong accents going on here. So we might have to put some like subtitles on here or like kinda, uh, when the video goes out, just in case, because uh, it's, uh, it's funny what you were saying about people understanding the accent and all that sort of stuff. Do you get that a lot though, about um, people understanding you? Because it is quite a strong accent you've got there. Well, I do, but I get it more when I'm, so I just went back home. So it's really strong today, but it kind of, it kind of wanes and comes and goes, but I, I lived, I was born in North Carolina in Mayberry. Actually, there's a TV show here in the U S called the Andy Griffith show. Oh was, yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was born. And so um, a lot of people ask me where I'm from. And then there are people who can't understand me. My kids think it's a big joke and I just keep telling them it's my first language. I don't know what y'all's problem is. <laughs> I love that. Y'all are cracks. Because well. it's one of the accents that I do like. I mean, I'm a, I was, well, a Scottish accent. Everyone says you've got a great accent. You, you've got the best accent ever. But I love your accent. is amazing with the, the, the southernness. I love that. It's always when you hear the TV shows and stuff like that. It's like, oh, this is great. So funny. But um, yeah. Yeah. As a single woman, it's actually really working for me. As a speaker, it's really working for me. <laughs> is it really? Are you getting you get the attention? Really but you get the attention, are you? Yeah, they don't have anything to do with anything about the accent. Everything's about the accent. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We don't care what you do. We just want to hear you talk. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Well, you're in the right bit with the podcast sort of thing. So, so how many episodes are you into it now? You've done quite a few. Yeah, so we have, I think we have 63 live. We've recorded 75, and we're getting ready to start wow. recording again here a little bit. But we've also been offered a radio show. Ooh. So we'll be moving over to a radio show here in about the next month. And then we actually have been offered to do a TV show which will be really cool. It's still called The Messy Back End, just like the, the podcast. And so hopefully that will be uh, coming up January or so. But that's, that's a little bit more stressful for me. Jeez, a TV, a TV show. show. Yeah, is that, what, cool. what, what is it uh, one of the big networks or is it on? No, it's a, it's a new TV station. But, you know, wow. you can do these TV shows like on Prime and um, all these different, you know, Roku and all these different platforms. Okay. And so I think that's what he's doing. We just have been made the offer and signed the contract. We're not exactly sure how it's going to go from there. But, uh, yeah, certainly now, you know, it's more than the accent. It's my weight and my hair. And <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so Bad. I got to pay attention to myself now, I guess. <laughs> that's uh, no, no more takeaways and no more kind of McDonald's and KFCs anymore. That's it. Uh, it's going to be like kind of diet and all that. I think it's shocking that, and it, when they, 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 they have to kind of push on that. I don't, it's surely not. It's just not right, really, to be fair. Well, I think it's just the way the world is. But, and, and it's just me, you know, having turned 50 this year. And the day that the world shut down, by the way, March 11th, I turned 50. And that's when they said the NFL wasn't going to play or the NBA or whichever one it was. Like everything shut down. And um, I'm like, yeah, happy birthday to me. So the second half of my life is going to be, you know, played with COVID. And that's just how it is. But, um, you know, you like to take care of yourself. If, if it's flattering when people tell you you don't look 50 and you tell them you have a, you know, almost 30-year-old son, that makes you feel a little bit good. So you want you right. to look good. That's just how it is, you know. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got, I'm the opposite way, to be quite honest with you. I get told I look like 50, but I'm only 30. <laughs> I'm <almost> 37 now. <laughs> oh, you're 21. You're 21. I'm, twi oh, yeah, I'm 21. Yeah, I don't 21. know what you're talking about. Saturday. 21. 
right. very well. I'm just, I'm just, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been a hard slog. I've had a hard paper round. That's what they say in the UK. You've had a hard paper round, mate. Is that um, what? <laughs> I must be, I had hair at one point in my life. I think it must have been crazy. Start this podcast, I had hair, so. But uh, yeah, so the TV show, that's exciting. That's exciting as well as a radio show. How did that come about? Did, did they just come to you? Yeah, so I have a friend who knew that I was doing the podcast and she's a big fan. And um, she had a person who came to her to talk to her about her, um, her podcast. And so she's, they said, do you know anybody else who might look into who's doing some great things? And so he contacted me. Right. which was really cool. Like it's really cool to be referred, you know? So I have the podcast called the messy back end. And I was, I thought when he called me that he didn't want a business podcast, I always thought he was looking for more, you know, motivational lifestyle type thing. And so right. I had yeah. another podcast I had in mind anyway, for single women, yeah. uh, specifically single moms and military wives that I wore, I wanted to be able to give them some advice and instruction and answer their problems. Kind of like the messy back end of life for single moms. And um, I think we've decided to call it, you know, come up with a name for it. And he says, well, my goodness, I want both. So it's quite possible that we're going to have both on the radio and on the TV show. So that will be really cool nice. to be able to inspire, you know, the business side as well as the personal side of, uh, for women. So it'd be really cool. Oh, that'll be exciting stuff. You know what I mean? That's, that's amazing. I mean, how long have you been doing that podcast for? The only reason why I say, because I get so many people, I don't know about yourself, of how do you start a podcast, Ryan? Can you tell me? Can you tell me? And I'm just like, just, just do it. There's just I'll tell you how to do it. But they're like, are you making money from it? Everyone wants to know if you're making money from it. Are you making money from it? Well, obviously not. No, I'm not here to make money from it. I do it because I enjoy it and I love speaking to people just like yourself sort of thing. That's the whole reason why I'm not here to make money. Although I would love to be the Scottish Joe Rogan, don't get me wrong, uh, and get a $100 million deal from Spotify. That'd be amazing. I, would, I can't go wrong with that. Got a long way to go until that happens, to be fair. But do you get a lot of people coming up to you asking about all that sort of stuff? Oh yeah, constantly. And especially since my business is digital marketing. So a lot of people do. So I have a podcasting team, podcasting management team. And so of course I want them to hire my podcast management team to do their podcast for them. But you know, you know, the thing with podcasts is um, you just start recording, right? And that's what I just tell them, just start recording, talking to people and then, you know, see what people are interested in, see if they like it, you know, listen to other podcasts, find a script from what they're doing and just flow off of it. But just don't wait. That's the big thing is yeah. just don't wait. If you want to start a podcast, start a podcast. It's not hard. Type in, how do I start a podcast? Start reading some articles and you'll have it down. You know, maybe that's how I did it. Well, that's the thing. And everyone's just like, because they always say it's like the seven episode thing, don't they? They always say if, you keep, if, you're, if you're doing it after seven episodes, you're, you're kind of more established after that. You're, you're going to keep doing it. Because everyone thinks, release an episode, a thousand, two thousand people are going to see it, uh, listen to it, sorry, and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be famous. But then they're so disheartened after three episodes and they've got like a margin, like a, a, a fraction of that number. And they just go, what's the point? You know, right. and that, that frustrates me. I was, it just annoys me. I always say to them, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the numbers and then just keep doing it and you'll start to develop a good uh, following and all that sort of stuff. And I mean, I'm on then too. I think this might be, oh, you're my 21st actually, to be fair, I think. 21st or 22nd. So it takes a long time. I'm, I'm nowhere near 60 odds, so I think like yourself, so I think I'm 75 what it's coming up to. But it just takes time. People don't understand. People are impatient nowadays, Sheila, you know what I mean? They are. I mean, in the digital world, everything is so readily available, it seems like. Even with COVID, I mean, we've been able to order everything online and not have to go anywhere. And so everything is so readily available that they expect everything to happen so quickly. But it's not true. You know, you can't just build it and they come. You have to actually kind of work at it. 
you know, it's great when your family and stuff start listening. What's really cool is when it starts getting to the point where mine is, where people that you don't know are contacting you that are connected with anybody that you've been connected with. And so that's really cool. There are some tricks to get your podcast ranking so that you can have higher numbers. There's some tricks to be able to get it to make some money. And so those are kind of things you want to research and learn how to do. But like one of my friends who's a podcaster, she created a coffee after her podcast. And so now she's getting sales and she, the first time it happened, she said it freaked her out. She says, my phone was dinging saying I was making money and I didn't know how I was making money. And she goes, oh my gosh, people are buying my coffee. And so (laughs) she made some coffee based on her podcast. She made some t-shirts, things like that. So you're not necessarily going to make money off recording a podcast. There's the things you do with the podcast. It's like writing a book. You don't make money from writing a book. You're not John Grisham, right? You're not going to make money from it, but you will make money with what you do with your book. Yeah. And so just think about the, that way. Like, I'm not going to make money from my podcast, but how am I, what am I going to do with my podcast? That's going to make me money. So, you know, if this turns into a TV show and the radio show goes gangbusters, obviously that's, that's what I did with my podcast to make money is that'll flip over into that where I can make some money there. So that's a, that, that, that's a, that's a great way. That's a great way of putting it really, to be fair. It's uh, putting that, like doing like merchandise and all that coffee is such a really good way of doing it. I never thought of that. That's amazing. I think that's yeah, her a really show good is way. called her her show. So it's a really local show. She's in a small town in Alabama, and the the show is called um, Good Morning Gwinnett, which is the name of the town Gwinnett. So she oh, made right. the coffee. It's called Good Morning Gwinnett, which is beautiful. It's super cool. So she said that was actually pretty easy. You just find some people who sell coffee and they label it for you. I mean, it's actually that easy to <laughs> to make a coffee. So you so Ryan, you should go to make yourself a coffee and the walk you know. the line coffee. I tell you what, I'd probably end up buying it myself because I am a massive coffee fiend. There you um, go. So yeah, I'm gonna look into this. I don't know. You'd okay. lose money though if you bought it all yourself. So make sure you sell some of it. <laughs> <laughs> How many sales you had? Oh, about 20, 30. How many of them are you? 25. <laughs> oh me. Sorry. <laughs> but that's a good way. Of, I love that. Yeah, so it's getting the merchandise up there and stuff. So that's good. So what are the reasons? I don't know. I don't know. I hate asking this question. I mean, the reason with the podcast, what was the reason behind doing the podcast? Because I know you've got a lot of stuff going on in the background, but what was it? Was it after what you did with obviously your, your marketing agency and also with your, uh, uh, your women's group? Was it after that or before that? When was the timeline for the, for the podcast coming out? Last year in about January, my co-host Nate Tucker, we're, we're really good friends. We've been friends for about five years. And he contacted me and he says, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. What do you know about it? And I said, I don't know anything about it. I'll do some research on it. And as I was doing research on it and I had thought about it, you know, I think everybody and their dog thinks that oh, maybe I'll do a podcast. What am I going to do with it? You know? And so I had thought about it. And then one day I was driving down the road with my daughter and she about wrecked. And I said, Oh my Lanta, you're going to make a mess in the seat. And all of a sudden she just busted up laughing and she had never heard that make a mess in the seat. And that's like a Southern saying. And I didn't so realize she'd never heard it. And so she was just laughing and I was like, Oh my goodness, that'd make a really good name for like a book or a podcast or a blog post. I'm like, Oh my goodness, a podcast. And I was like, well, you hear businesses all the time talking about their back end. If somebody ran my back end, if my back end was working properly, you know, my back end is the trouble. Yeah. And so I was like, well, the messy back end would be a really cool name for a podcast. So I did a little more research on the podcasting and I called up Nate and I said, Hey Nate, I'm starting a podcast. Do you want to be the co-host? He says, well, what do I have to do? And I said, just show up and look pretty. He said, well, I could do that. So that's all I said. My team and I manage the entire podcast. He just shows up on recording day and acts like a crazy guy that is super, super, super smart. I mean, if I yes, don't know yeah. it, he knows it, we're, you know, between the two of us, we know a lot of things and 
So um, we just have a lot of fun. And my main purpose behind it really was in my thinking was that what I do for a living is actually flip businesses. So I go in right. and I look at what's going on in the background, what's going on in the front end and figure out where they're losing money, where they're losing time, where they're, they need systems and things like that. And I, so I flipped the business. So I love spending time in the messy back end, and that's kind of how it all came about. Is that what we want, what we wanted to talk about? The funny thing is the day, the first day we recorded, which was March, um, I, the second Thursday in March last year, right. Facebook and Instagram were down. I don't even know if you remember that day. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That's when the whole yeah. world decided to get set on fire again, didn't they? That's the, everyone went crazy. Yeah. So we knew right on, right. We just knew we were on track because if, if Facebook and Instagram can have a messy back end and the world can see it, then, okay. you know, but our biggest struggle has been everybody is anonymous who sends us the questions. They don't want anybody to know they? they're having trouble. That's the funny part because everybody has trouble and everybody has the back end, and that's real. It's really is where most businesses fail. And so just come on out and tell it, you know, let's find out what's, what's not working and get it fixed for you. Yeah. Um, we're getting ready to change the name of it. Actually, it's going to be called the Messy Backend Exposed, where uh, we're going like to that. be exposing um, the coaching industry as well. So the online coaching industry oh, is really flooded with some really, you know, people that just shouldn't be there. And so Don't. we're adding a little bit new element to it by adding the exposed part. So it should be a fun little twist. I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I can completely relate to that one with the exposed stuff with the, these kind of online gurus they like to call themselves, don't they? And uh, how many times do you get it? An email coming through to you. I run an online um, like self-help motivational guru thing. I'm like, oh God, not again. And I tried, I always like to speak to them. I say, like, okay, when I first started, I was like, I want to get anyone and everyone I can on here to get me some, like, can I get me some episodes up? So I was speaking to all these people and I'm just like, oh my God. And they say the same thing over and over. And it wasn't until I actually did a little bit of digging on this. And I was speaking to one of the guests a couple of weeks ago uh, um, who's coming on as a director. And he, he did a, uh, um, like a podcast years and years ago, back in like 2010, when it was in its infancy. And he was talking about all these guru stuff. And I said, I did a little bit of digging. And I found out that when these guys go for these like online courses, because that's how you do it. You go for these online courses and these mentors themselves. They actually say to get yourself booked on um, podcasts any podcast you can. And I'm just like, that is just crazy. It has nothing to do with anything they're doing. They just want to get that exposure. And I'm just like, ah, oh, now it makes sense that it's part of their curriculum to become one of those bloody shitty, I know everything, but you don't know nothing sort of people. You know what I mean? I do. I've actually had a couple of those on the podcast. Actually, I'm not going to no, mention names, but I have as well. Cause you can see, no, just, I won't look, tell look you. back. Look back at the yeah. catalog. I've only got 20 episodes. It won't be hard to find them. Yeah, I, I do have a couple episodes that I don't actually ever recommend. Um, and I have a couple episodes that I had to edit to make it sound like it actually was a little bit better than hey. it was. Because, you, you know, you can do all the background search on these people and you can find out as much as you can. But I actually had one gal come on and she was eating while she was talking. You're and joking. so I had to cut out um, like her swallowing and like this <laughs> it is really gross but you have you, when you have a podcast and you book somebody you have to put it up mm. i guess i mean i guess you could put it in your contract if i don't like it i don't have to put it up but i just think that's kind of rude yeah. so i just edited a little bit and i actually listened to it the other day and it didn't sound terrible but then there's other episodes that were so good that if they asked me you know which episode should i listen to i'd definitely go tell yeah. them these are the ones that i really liked 
But the fact is, is that the coaching industry, the mentor industry, the training industry, the online training industry is full of, like you said, this is what it is. It's people who go on, they take a course and then they figure they can go teach that same course. Mm -hmm. And if they have good branding skills and good website skills, oh, yeah. they can make it look like a million dollar product, even though it's a spin off of somebody else and they really don't know what they're talking about and you don't get any support. Yeah. So we just want to kind of expose that back end of the, of the industry, which is really going kind of rampant right now. It's huge. There's a guy over here in the UK that's called, you need to catch up with him. It's, he's on YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel. He's all over LinkedIn. It's called Mike Winnett. And um, he's called, it's like, he's, it's the entrepreneur formula he's created. It's all about exposing all these like kind of quite high end people, like your property people that kind of uh, um, pyramid schemes and all that sort of stuff and how to make money flipping properties and all that sort of stuff. But it's with no money down and, and some of his stuff on there. See, I got a chance. Check, uh, on, uh, he's, he's from North England, so the, the accent might be a bit dodgy. But he's, he's so funny. And he literally exposes all these people. And he actually had a meeting with Gary Vaynerchuk once. And he, he videoed it. And then he ex two weeks later, he exposed Gary Vaynerchuk for being one of those sort of people. And it is fantastic. So funny. And uh, he goes to all these, like, kind of Grant Cardones and all that and shows them all about it and he's actually on the blacklist for all these uh, um, expos and all that sort of stuff now absolutely fantastic recommend it. if you're just sitting there for half an hour just want to laugh and it's just brilliant the way he comes out with it yeah definitely i'll have to give that a listen because we're trying to find a way to make it a little bit more on the humorous side because we are going to be talking about some really difficult things and so yeah. i we want to find a way to make it really funny and interesting there's a tv or a, a radio show a while back here in the u.s called car talk and it's these two brothers out in New Jersey who people would call them and tell them what's going on with their car. And they would make noises, you know, they'd be like, now what does it sound like? And the people would of course make the noise over the phone. <laughs> and these guys were so good with cars. They could actually help these guys tell them what to go tell the mechanics to look for. Fair and pleasure. so now they turned this, they, they've since passed away, these two guys, but they, right. uh, they're called click and clack is their name <laughs> and they had now have a podcast so you can look it up it's called car talk and it is so funny even if you don't like cars these guys are hilarious so that's yeah that's what we want to do is we want to make it as entertaining that you can listen to people talk about how do i fix my car and just be rolling on the floor that's kind of our goal to do with the exposed side so well, that's they always say it's like if it, the, an ideal formula for a podcast is, is like a good show if it's entertaining and you you learn something at the same time that's, yes. you've ticked most of the boxes sort of thing and uh, if, you, if you do that, you're, you're, you're on job winner, to be quite honest with you. I'm halfway there. I don't know, actually, I don't know if I'm actually entertaining or you actually learn anything from me. So <laughs> I don't know yet. I'm getting there, Sheila. I'm getting there. I think you're pretty good. I like it. I enjoy it. I think, um, especially with the accent, like you said, it, it's, it, it does make it a little more entertaining for people when there is yeah. an, an accent. I don't know what it is about accents. I mean, I love them too. Everybody does. I don't know if it takes you outside the normal or you have to really listen hard when people are talking with an accent sometimes, especially the Scottish accents. I really struggle with well, that. You know anybody who has one? I don't know. Well, I've, had, well, I've been down the UK and England. I moved out from Scotland 20 years ago and people still think that you've lived in England for 20 years. You've not lost your accent at all. And I keep saying to them, you should have heard it when I first moved down. It was literally a noise. No one could understand me. And I had a lot of nodding and smiling at me going, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like, you have no idea what I just said there, did you? She went, you like, no, I have no idea. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. I'm just trying to make the thing a little less more uncomfortable for everyone involved, really, to be honest. Right. So, That's probably where you got your sense of humor, huh? So the same thing happened to me whenever I moved out from North Carolina to Arizona. 
uh, the, the kids kept asking me if I was from France. I'm like, I'm from France? oh my gosh. I don't think they'd ha- heard many accents. You know, this is, of course, be, you know, we were born before Google, so we're kind gotcha. of old. Yeah. But uh, the, the kids say, so I forced my accent to go away. But my kids tell me that whenever I'd holler at them, it always came back. And if I watch a TV show or a movie like Sweet Home Alabama, it would come nice. back. And if, certainly when I go back home, it comes yep. back really strong. Or if I talk to my, you know, my grandparents or my virtual assistant lives in North Carolina. So that helps my accent stay stronger, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, well, I went up to, when I went to, up to Scotland uh, to visit, I had at that time, it was one of my ex-girlfriends at the time. And we're sitting there in the cab and um, going through Glasgow. I'm from Glasgow sort of thing. And I'm chatting away to the cabbie. And he's giving, and that, so, as soon as I land in Scotland, it's, not, it's like a switch. It's like, yeah. it's like the, the Scot- Scottish gets, Scottishness gets turned up to 11. So it goes right up to the top. So it's like, voodoo. And I'm just like, and I'm chatting away. And I'm just looking to my left. And she has no idea what is going on. I'm having a right good conversation with this cab driver. And she was like, what the hell were you guys talking about? And I was like, well, just life in general. What you do with cab drivers? And he's like, I can't understand it. And from there, and then I come down, the accent's back. And as soon as I come down, everyone knows you've been back home, haven't you? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, how can you tell? How can you tell? Because I can't understand the word you're saying. That's why. Yeah, kids that come home from school and they'd be like, did you talk to grandma today? You're like, maybe, maybe I did. <laughs> always comes out, always comes out. So there's another thing I want to chat to you about, Sheila, as well. You're, you're, uh, the women's group that you've created, which is yeah. something I really want to get involved with, uh, chat to you about, because this is really quite cool. So what, what's this? Describe this, what you've been doing. So um, a few years ago, so I started in uh, my online business in 2011, and I quickly realized that I had built a business that, I could never retire from. It was called after, it was named after me. I did all the work. Nobody wanted to work with anybody. If I ever hired team members, nobody wanted to work with me. So I started working with this mentor. And as I'm working with him, it starts coming out that, you know what, I'm tired of sitting behind a computer, really. There was, there was more that I wanted to do with my life. I've been a single mom for a very long time. I have five children. And um, for the most part of that 28 years that I've been a mother, I've been a single mom. And even when I was married, I did it all by myself. And so wow. I found, you know, that the single moms were a real soft heart for me. I really wanted to help them out. And so we, as we talked over this for about two weeks, we came up with this. Um, he says, you know, what, what, what is it that you really just want to do? If you wake up in the morning, what is it that you really want to do? And I would recommend anybody starting a business do this for themselves. Is I, will, I said, you know, if I wake up in the morning, I want to be able to help those women who find themselves in that situation where they go, oh, crap, now what? And over the next few days, we came up with, well, what's the opposite of that? And I said, well, if if you lose your keys, you go, crap, now what? You go find your keys. You're like, yes. So that's why we named it Yes Women's Network. And it has formed now into, it's a premier community for female entrepreneurs mostly. Um, We do help a lot of single moms. I have a, a nonprofit also called Yes Empowering Possibilities. And we're, we just bring in those trusted, reputable resources that empower women to succeed in business and life. And so we help both the entrepreneur women and single women with both sides. And, and then we bring them together so that the female entrepreneurs can help the single moms. And we just kind of have this place where they can get those trusted, non-messy back-end people uh, yeah. to get the help that they need. Because if you're ever in a place where you hear somebody say, you know, let's do a service project, or let's go out and do something, you know, kind for somebody. You'll never hear them say, let's help the single moms or the military wives. True. I can, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And you will never hear the single moms or the military wives say we need help because it cracks our armor 
yeah, it takes something proud. from us to ask for help. Yeah. So it's not necessarily proud either, but it's, you know, we are proud, but we're also, um, if we drop a ball, if we get weak, just the tiniest little bit weaker, yeah, it, it takes something from us. So we have to keep it up all the time. So, you know, like when it's snowing really hard outside here and we end up with six feet of snow on the roof, I can't go up on the roof and, and shovel that down. So I have to go find myself finding somebody to come out and shovel the snow off the roof. So, you know, yeah. these little things. Um, and then up to the big things where, you know, the single mom's milk school isn't free. And a lot of them, you know, they, they can't buy school clothes for their kids and they can't, uh, you know, get them in sports because it's super expensive. I know my daughter just got into student council here and it was almost $700 for her to be in student council, to be a member of, you know, do you know what student council is? I don't know if they have that in Britain. It's like where the kids yeah. run the class, right? Didn't realize you had to pay for it though. Right. I know. So I didn't either. What? I know. It's like, they, so they hire the kids basically, quote unquote, put them in a class, quote unquote, and say, you all are going to help decide what happens with the school. And by the way, you got to pay us to do that. And yeah, you're, so, basically, you're basically paying your, 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 it's like a burden for your kids. Sorry, but you're too clever. There's 700 pounds if you want to do this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and sorry. Yeah. And the thing is, is that they, I don't think they think about it in terms of can the kids afford it because then it puts you in a situation where the kids who can't afford it who are sometimes really amazing children they end up not being able to participate in track yeah. in student council in drama even you Just know in dance because they can't afford it and so then they get pushed back farther even down farther you know so we have broken, that uh, it sounds like a, it's a broken system really and it? it's a broken yes. system when it comes to that a lot of people are not being given the opportunities just because of that. And that's, 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 a, it's, it's a sad thing that, to be honest. Yeah, it is. And so also on the other side of that is helping the female entrepreneurs be able to work from home. So I've trained thousands of women to work from home Beautiful. so they can be at home with their families. And I've taught them how to do that for free. So All right. I teach them, you know, when I first started my business, I paid $15 a month, I think the first year, and I made more money at home than I made working outside the home. And wow. so, I teach, that's what the, the network also does is it teaches them how to start building, grow their own business so they can be home with their families and have the money that they need, you know, and they don't, they don't have to be single moms for that. They can be anybody. Yeah, you know, be anyone, yeah. A lot of men in Yes Women's Network. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say something I'd be, I'd be like, I don't know, man, I've been, I've been having some of this, but the, the, the business you they do is any sort of business sort of thing, like an online business sort of thing, or is it anything? So mostly we target um, women who want to do something like being a virtual assistant, being a business right. coach, or being like a health life or fitness coach, something like that, where they can do at home and they don't have to have any products or anything like that. They just go out and find people to work with. And so mostly it is online because in order to, you know, especially right now, it's actually the perfect time is to work from home online since you can't go anywhere anyway. So that's, uh, I mean, the online sort of stuff is really starting to boom and it's, uh, uh, it's so as you mentioned before, a lot it's it's there. The opportunities are there. It's just it's great that what you're doing is giving people the actual like uh, the knowledge to do so, you know. Because a lot of people probably have the envision that they want to do that, but they just don't know how, you know. They just don't know where to start or what to do. And it's like blind chucking stuff at the wall, expecting something to stick. But if you've got some direction behind you, you're gonna it's gonna be a, a damn sight a, a damn sight more uh, successful than without the direction sort of thing. You know what I mean? Right. And also, like we mentioned before, the number of people who are misleading, who are not really the best people to contact, um, you, you oftentimes run into them because they're good at marketing. Yes. And so what we do is we go out and we vet the people who come in and they provide courses for us. I have some courses myself 
And then we, so we go review their courses. We do the background, look at them and we find out, you know, are they really doing what they say they're doing? Do they have good references? And then we actually vet the course as well to make sure it's what we want. And then you can come on and for free on our network, you can consume any of those uh, courses. And then if you want to contact that particular coach or trainer or course to for more then you contact them to get more yeah and soon hopefully um we're going to be having licensing so we'll be licensing the brand out to people around the world we actually have eight countries right now that want to license the brand and have their own local meeting so that they can have their own local people so we'll have the online and then we'll have the events hopefully soon you know we'll be able to get back together in person but yeah. by having that that network of people around the world, if you if you're a you know single mom or a military wife or anybody really, and you're living in Germany, and then something happens and you have to move to the United States, you can contact someone in that network and say, hey y'all, we're moving to the United States. This is where we're moving to. Can you help me out with getting settled? And then when you get there, you got friends and you know that they're trusted people that you can yeah you know, work with. So that's it, kind of the th- ultimate dream of it. And wherever you go, you're gonna have that sort of like kind of backup there just in case if you need it sort of thing. And it's um, right. that's really that's really quite good. That actually it's not really quite good. It's actually amazing to be quite honest. What you're thinking. So have you had any? Um, you mentioned about the courses and you vet the sort of people. Have you had any sort of like kind of uh, wrong? We call them wrongins over here in the UK. It's like kind of. But how you call it over? I don't know what you'd call it over there. Like, can I dodgy people sort of thing? You had any of them contact you, and you just tell them to do one. Oh yeah, <laughs> wrong ends. I like that. I'm gonna, I have to keep That's that cool. one. Over here you go. It's like if you walk down the street, you see some like you know your no ruffians. Oh look, they look they look like some ruffians. It's like no, nah, the wrong ones, mate. The wrong ones. Look at them. Wrong. Ones. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think over here we call them scammers. I guess, and scammers, I do I have a go. lot of scammers that contact me um, really? here. We have about 1,300 members in the network right now, and it's growing, and it's pretty cool. Wow. We're, we're partnering with some other women's networks. And certainly, as you know, like the, the more popular you get, the more of those like trolling-type people, scammers, come out of the woodwork, and they- Try and they, jump on. Yeah, they try and get on your coattail, or they try and push you down because they don't like you, that you're doing so well. And sure. so my dad always said, if you're not making somebody mad, you're not doing a good enough job. That's so it. that's kind of how you tell one. you've made it is when you get those haters coming on, you know, you're making it. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst thing about it. You look at your comment section, you go, come on, Tom, someone tell me I'm an asshole. Come on. Someone tell me I'm an idiot. Come on. Yes, I've got one result. You know what I mean? Makes you feel welcome. Instead of actually saying like, oh, yeah, you're doing really well, right? I don't care. I want somebody to hate me. Come on. <laughs> Well, and so- sometimes those haters actually make you rank and go viral a little bit faster, you know. So well, they do actually, yeah. So they're actually giving you, they're actually doing you a favor, then, aren't they? Yes. So if you're listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, right, go on to my podcast on Apple or Spotify and slag me off. Uh, I encourage it. <laughs> I want to go viral. Go on my Facebook group. Tell me yeah, I'm a knobhead. Let's go viral on this bad boy. Come on, let's do it. Not on this one. Not on the Sheila's podcast. Wait till the next one or one from before. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> don't go do that to me i prefer not to have it but it, when it happens uh don't let it tear you down that's for sure yeah, and it, it will happen a, yeah i think will. i've just opened a can of worms here to be quite honest you might have, you might be in trouble the power of editing sheila this is it this is what i have to do now i have to sit and deliberate she'll edit this out but the thing is i don't like editing stuff you know it's uh no I, you said about before about editing podcasts and stuff like that. i go it's such a nightmare to edit it and edit it and just Click, click, click. I'm like, oh, no, no, just fucking send it out. Be fine. It's raw. It's untamed. It's real. That's what I like to call it anyway, but it's um, obviously a lot of people call it unprofessional. So there you go. I don't care. 
That'll be fine. Call it unprofessional. There you go. Go on the, go on the comments. Call it unprofessional. There you go. Come here, knobhead, unprofessional knobhead. Go for it. Let's go viral. Come on. <laughs> well, I think to you, it's authentic. Um, I, you know, I do edit uh, some things out that um, maybe people don't want to hear. Occasionally, I do edit out long pauses just because it's no fun. It's no but fun I either. hate editing as well. That's but then you it. come back to the fact that we're all like people who are real don't we? We don't like yeah. people that are scripted. We don't like things to be perfect. We like those little bloopers and, and weird things. Like as I'm editing all the podcasts, I realized that every time somebody says something awesome, Nate and I say, I love it. So we're actually going to do a blooper reel of us saying, I love it. I love it. I love it <laughs> so many times. <laughs> but that's the thing. We're living in a, like a reality TV era, aren't we? We're in yes. the reality. Everyone wants to know how other people think and what the reaction is to everything else. So you get all these like reality TVs. And I think that's why podcasting is starting to become so popular now because everyone wants to know what the, 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 the normal person down the street's opinion on a certain subject. You know, it's like, you might be, um, you might like Game of Thrones, for instance. I love that show, it's a great show. Um, but there's obviously umpteen thousand Game of Thrones podcasts out there. So you want to share that. You want to know what, if someone actually thinks the same as you. And it's a curiosity thing. And I think that's more like, for instance, if you've got a politics podcast, you want to know, am I thinking right? Or am I right in thinking that to reassure them? And I really think that's why like kind of the podcast and set of stuff is starting to really become popular now. Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, not only that, but people want to say what they want to say. They want to get their opinion out there and have it be heard. And it's a great way to go be heard. And it's a great way to go meet awesome people. I mean, you and I are in a podcast group. I mean, there's what, 30,000 podcasters in that group, I think? A lot of them. There's a lot of them. A yeah. lot. And they're just a great bunch of people. I mean, we just have so much fun in that group. People asking questions and answering. And, um, you know, re I, I never would have met you had we not been on that in that same podcast group. Yeah, and of course. So whenever you listen to these podcasts, and, and this is actually another problem. I don't know if you run into this, Ryan. But whenever you do a podcast, y'all, just beware that people get to know you really well, right? Because you're in their ear. Yeah. And this it's a great marketing tool to be in somebody's ear, but the first time you go out in public and somebody recognizes you, it's just downright creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, don't that is just like the creepiest thing when people come up to you and go, Oh my gosh, are you you know, whoever you are? And you're just like you kind of take two steps back and they're like, Oh, I've been following you for years and you're like, I don't know you. Step back. <laughs> so, have you had that before have yeah. you? Oh, yeah, I've had it a few times, and it's kind of creepy. It is kind of creepy. <laughs> I would, the thing is, I'm, so, I'm such a narcissist, I'd probably embrace it. I'd be like, yes, yes, I am. Do you want an autograph selfie? Come on. Five, <laughs> five pound each. I don't get paid for this podcast. There you go. They were talking about before about making money from podcasts. There you go. Just walk down the street and get a five pound for a selfie. Hey, job done. There you go. Well, aren't those people who do that, right? They have these, uh, are they called, they used to be called Vines, and now they're on that, yes. other, that TikTok, other platform. TikTok, TikTok never not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then you become, so my daughter's friend is TikTok famous, I guess you could say. Oh, really? And so, yeah, people recognize her. That's just funny, but, you oh, know, don't do, don't, do it to, don't do it to get recognized. It's really not as cool. But although, Ryan, I, I like the idea. Maybe I'll do that, and I'll be like, heck, yes, yes, I am. Come over yeah. and take a like, selfie, you know, maybe yeah. I'll. Just, just sign this so you can't take your money back and sue me. And then, <laughs> like, a, a contract and all that sort of stuff. Five pound, there you go. Job done. God, I'm, I'm working out some cracking ideas right now. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but it's going to be good I know, fun. You said earlier, yeah, you said earlier something about um, a podcast being untamed. That's a good name for a podcast, untamed. The untamed podcast. Yes. We've started something here, Sheila. Yeah, we're in trouble it's, now. We're going, down, we're going down a slippery slope here. That's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be I good. Can't start another one. Two podcasts. You've got too much going on, to be quite uh, honest with you. I don't think a third one would be any good for you. And a TV show on the, the Women's Network. Oh, come on. 
I'm surprised you've actually got time to do anything for yourself sort of thing, you know? Well, I don't a lot of times. <laughs> People ask me what I do for fun and I say work because I love what I do. <laughs> Um, but, um, yeah, well, I, I've been dating a little bit lately and actually I'm dating this one guy that's maybe won't be single much longer, but, Ooh. Uh, you know, a lot of the questions that guys would ask me would be like, you know, what do you do for fun? And I just didn't have the, the answer. Yeah. And, um, one of the biggest advices I give to women and, you know, teachers teach what they can't do. Right. Is I always tell them when you're planning your, your calendar, always plan that personal time in. And I don't, I don't do that. I don't right. plan the personal time in my, my life is actually based off of what my kid's schedule is. My youngest is 16. So that's going to flip over soon, but make time nice. for yourself because man, you can just get sucked into it. Especially if you're editing a podcast, my 20 minute podcast, you know, I'll spend an hour editing one episode. Sometimes I hate it. I hate the editing, but horrible. sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, but yeah, go out and have fun. What do you do? For enjoy fun? Well, I like to do go and get drunk. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a Scottish, that's a Scottish, they send me at the minute, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I just gotta get drunk. You know what? It's, um, I used to be like into like kind of sport and stuff. I used to play football when I was younger. Well, I know you call it over there soccer, but we call it football because we're, um, well, we're educated. And uh, <laughs> we can, uh, I've started playing it since I was eight. But the reason I've stopped playing it now, because I'm in, I'm, I'm, 37 but i'm 21 but i'm 37 really uh and i'm playing up against these like youngsters and i just can't handle it anymore i play i play it like 90 minutes on a sunday i am aching on tuesday still and then i've got training <laughs> the next day on the wednesday and i'm back at, uh, it's, it's a vicious cycle and i can't handle it so i have to give that up but um i mean i've got a young daughter now as well she's five she takes up a lot of my time um and she's just i call the ginger general because she is lit she's a little she's a little redhead kid bless her but she is oh she's She's a nightmare. She's going to. She is. She's. She's got me wrapped around a little finger, so much so. She turns. I, I love saying this story. I mean, um, she was jumping on my couch the other day there, and she was jumping up and down. I said, "Oh, you get off the couch," and she was like, "Oh, it's funny though, Daddy, isn't it?" And I went, "No, it's not funny." And she went, "What? It's not funny?" And I went, "No, it's not funny." She went, "Not. Not even one bit funny." I went, "Not even one bit funny." And she went, "What? Zero funny?" And I was like, "Yes, it's zero funny. It's not funny." She went, "Ha! I don't believe you," and just walks away. And I'm just like. <laughs> The hell have I just created here right now? You know what I mean? The fuck's going on? So yes, yeah, so that's I mean, I like going out doing that. I, I just like I like getting out and about. That's my main thing that I like to do. To be fair, yeah, that's cool. Well, I've been hiking lately. I didn't realize that Utah had so many great hiking locations, and so I've been doing a lot of hiking lately, and it's been really fun. And also, when I'm out hiking, nobody can get a hold of me, so I'm forced not to work. And so I've actually started enjoying being unplugged a little bit because I've been nice. plugged in for so long. Yeah. So yeah, getting out there and have fun, you know, working in your garden. If you do that on a regular basis, Ryan, you don't have to uh, do it all in three days, you know. Yeah, no, yeah. I think this is not <laughs> going to be this is not going to be my, my only twenty first birthday over the next few years. So I've got plenty of time to do something different. I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. It's, it's just like when you get to it, when you when you get these. I'm so rubbish when it comes to this stuff. I am so unorganized, and that's why I've got the other half. She helps me out in that because she is very organized, and I'm not. So she helps me out in that, and she keeps kicking off at me for being so unorganized. She even says to me, "You've got a podcast today, haven't you?" I go, "Yeah, I think so." And she actually knows who it is. I don't even know who it is, and she's like, "Oh, it's Michelle, isn't it?" I was like, "Yeah. What time's that? What time's that? It's eight o'clock." Oh yeah, of course it is. Uh, so <laughs> she's she's like she's my own little PA blesser. 
That's good. You got to have somebody. I mean, you know, you met mine. Her name is Trish. She keeps my, she keeps my world running, you know, so you got to have somebody on your plate to keep you running. That's it. Well, that's another thing that uh, we talk about something else. I have decided to start something different as well. Um, on September, this is going to be a good thing. I mentioned this in my last podcast. If you're listening in order, great. But if you're not listening to the last one before, that's even better. I'm doing a 24 hour podcast. For, you are. I'm doing a 24 hour podcast for charity. It's going to be happening on the se- uh, September 5th. Uh, on the Saturday, starting at 9 a.m. is UK time, so it's going to start 9 a.m. UK time and finish on Sunday 9 a.m. as well. And uh, it's going to be brutal. It's not going to be just, it's going to be like this, but it's going to be streaming. It's going to be live and interactive. So the good thing about it is it's going to be put on like Facebook Live, Instagram Live, Twitter, um, obviously LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff on Twitch as well, all live at the same time. And it's all going to be in one hub. So we've uh, We've been kind of busting some ideas out about that the past few days uh, about what we can do. It's not going to be a normal like guests and talking of that sort of stuff. It gets a bit boring after. We're going to have games. We're going to do like kind of catchphrase and like play your cards right and all the kind of old school like seventies and eighties games and all that sort of stuff from the old school like kind of game shows. We'll do all that. We're going to do a cooking segments. So this is what we're planning to do. So. That's yeah, cool. But, so you're, you're organizing this? I'm organizing this, yeah. Hey, you're a brave soul. Brave soul. Uh, I'm kind of regretting it a little bit. I can't lie to you. No, but it's, it's <laughs> nah, I can't. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to take a lot of work. We're doing it for a good cause. We're doing it for, um, we're doing it one, we're doing it two, because I've got, a, I've got a huge following in the US and I've got a huge following in the UK as well. So I'm going to try and split it up and do one for uh, the charities for men's mental health. Big thing nowadays, and I think that's quite close to uh, a lot of people nowadays. We're also doing one with uh, over the US about uh, uh, I can't remember the charity name, they're gonna kill me. Uh, it's about the uh, police officers who have fallen in the line of duty, and it's helping the, the, the charity helps their families um, to help them through go through school and help them and go forward with their lives and try and go over the grieving process, sort of thing. So, I think that's a really good cause as well, especially uh, nowadays, sort of thing. So, we've got that, we've not even come up with a name yet, Sheila. That's a problem. But it'll come, it'll come up with that. When is it? September? September 5th. So it'll be podcast, yeah, 24. We come up with some good ones. I was coming up. And police families. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna come up with um what was it one I was gonna come up with? Uh like I go I was gonna say like Coachella, like like Podchella or something like that, but then I probably thought I'd get sued or something like that. So <laughs> It's ongoing. So when you, if you fancy jumping on and chatting away and all that sort of stuff, you're more than welcome, Sheila. It'll be great to have you on there and just kind of jump on for 20 minutes. Because that's the beauty of it. I'm going to send a link out. And if anyone wants to come on any time at all during this whole process, they're more than welcome to. And we've even, fingers crossed, we even might have a couple of celebrities coming on as well, um, depending if they reply back to my endless tweets and emails. So <laughs> we'll find cool, out that'd be that. awesome. Yeah, if you if good. you need somebody, if you have time, I'd love to do it. And let, uh, definitely yeah, send me the link. At the worst case, I'd love to share it for you, um, with my tribe as well. So uh, and then you, really cool. and then you can send me some hate in the comments and make me go viral. I totally hate on you. I yes, will. that's what we want to hear. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, so Sheila, what's next for you? You've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, you've got everything else. Anything else in the pipeline you're going to be doing? Oh, no, I think that's enough. I've got to, with the woman's, I'm kind of combining everything into the woman's network. And so the messy back end will kind of fall under that brand as well. And so I'm, I've taken five different brands and kind of combined it into one to run it all under the woman's right. network. Um, my ultimate dream goal is to be able to just be a speaker. I had eight speaking engagements canceled wow. in March. I don't know about you guys, but Jesus. this happened to a lot of us. So I had, you know, I had scheduled eight and they all got canceled, which is a real bummer. Yeah. Um, but 
the ultimate dream is to be able to inspire and help, you know, the women around the world who are doing it on their own. Yeah. It's hard to do both sides. It's really hard to be both, both the parents because you have to be the mean one sometimes and the kind one sometimes. And sometimes the kids don't know which one they're talking to. Yeah, so it's exactly. too late. <laughs> they smart off to you and you're like, oops, that wasn't the mom. That was the dad I was talking yeah, to. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> then it's like, can I get stuff launched at them sort of thing? Oh, yeah, I'd come right. in. Yeah, the good news for them is that I tore my rotator cuff and I can't throw straight, so they know I can't throw anything <laughs> so they, at them. They could sit, they'll just back <laughs> off like 10 feet. You can't throw this far, guys. Come on, we're safe in this area. You know it's what I mean? It's the truth. It's the truth. It's funny. Right. right. Well, Sheila, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here. I've had a very good time. But what we'll do, we'll uh, put all the... Um, the links to obviously obviously what you've been doing and all that sort of stuff, podcast and the Women's Network, and we'll put it in the description so people can catch up with you and all that sort of stuff. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate it. You're just a blast to talk to. You have so much fun. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Sheila, thank you very much. Bye-bye.